Welcome to Covenant Connection with Pastor Gerald Ravis. We trust that this message will restore, refresh, and revive your spirit man. Here is Pastor Gerald speaking. Praise the Lord. So we, we want to talk about the seven uh, facets, the different facets of prayer. The first one, number one, write it down. Prayer is relational. Hallelujah. Prayer is, prayer is relational. Luke chapter 11 and verse 2. The Bible says, and he said unto them, when you pray, say, our father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done as in heaven, so in us. Our father, the word father there denotes relationship. Praise the Lord. So, Prayer is that it is the enhancing and deepening of your relationship with God. Prayer is both relational and communal. I said that last week. It is taking your relationship to the next level. It's like when you're dating a girl, you start at a certain place. You go out for coffee. I don't know what people go out for these days. Is it still coffee? Everything, food. Praise the Lord. So when we are talking about prayer, we are taking our relationship with God to another level. So he says, Jesus says, our father. When you are praying to your father, in fact, making noise while in prayer is okay. But you see, you don't have to shout at your father because he knows you, he understands you. You have a relationship with him. You matter. Tell your neighbor, you matter. To him. He's concerned about you. He's concerned about your needs. It is through prayer that we experience the depth of God. Scripture says in Psalms 42 and verse 7, Deep calls unto deep. How do we get deeper with God? Through prayer. And he said in Luke 11 too, he says, when you pray, say, our Father who art in heaven. So he revealed to us that we acknowledge and connect with God through prayer. Proverbs chapter 8 and verse 17 says, I love them that love me and those that seek me early shall find me. Another version says, those that seek me earnestly shall find me. The word honest denotes relationship. The word honest denotes ex- an extra mile. Number two. Just before we go to number two. Listen to what Romans chapter 8 and verse 15 says. Write it down. It says, for ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear. But ye have received the spirit of adoption whereby we cry, Abba, Father. Hallelujah. Ye have received the spirit of adoption where we cry, Abba, Father. Relationship. When you call somebody Father, it means you have a special kind of It means that your relationship goes to the next level. It is not uh, on the surface. 
It means there is something that unites, that connects you and them. Are you with me? Father. It is not gender. That's why scripture even says, ye are called what? Sons. Called what? Sons. Not gender, but relationship. Hallelujah. Galatians 4, 6 says, and because ye are sons, ye are what? God hath sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father. Because you are sons, he has sent forth the spirit of his son in your hearts. You know, when, when, uh, when, when Jesus was being launched into ministry, when he was baptized in the river Jordan, what, what happened? Heavens did what? Open. And what did God say? He says, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. He mentioned the word son, meaning relationship. And then he says, in whom I am well pleased. Affirmation. He affirmed. In other words, heavens opened and God publicly said, I have endorsed this one. He carries my DNA. Through prayer, God endorses us. When we connect with God through prayer, he endorses us for our next assignment. He endorses. It is very sad for you to, to do things without the endorsement of God. You will struggle. Starting a business without God endorsing it, you will struggle. Entering into a marriage relationship without God endorsing you, you will? Why? Because endorsement comes with certain abilities. Praise the Lord. And because ye are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your heart, crying, Abba, Father. It is through prayer that you experientially understand the fatherhood of God. The high priesthood of Jesus and the comfort of the Holy Ghost. Through prayer, you experience the fatherhood of God. You see, when you begin to talk to God, there are certain things that he begins to show you. When your father tells you he loves you, it makes a difference. It changes the way you look at yourself. Look at a little girl who goes into the closet and her daddy tells her, I love you, daughter. When she gets out, she's the most beautiful girl on the face of the earth. She lifts her head up. She doesn't care who says what. My daddy told me, hallelujah. I've heard my daughter say, my daddy said I am beautiful. Hallelujah. You know why? Because daddy's words make a difference. Through prayer, God affirms certain things to us because prayer is relational. There are certain things you're going through. And it's through prayer that God is going to reaffirm the next direction of your life. Sometimes you don't need to listen to everybody. Actually, most times you don't need to listen to people. If you're going to make a decision that is going to influence your life, don't listen to people. Pray about it. Get God's direction. And then, when men come to talk to you, especially people that have a place in your life, people that have authority, not everybody has authority in your life. 
There are certain decisions you can't make because somebody said so. Hello? You haven't even prayed about it. There are certain things that are not fundamental, but there are certain decisions that are fundamental. Who you are going to get married to, very fundamental, because that can change the course of your life. So don't take it lightly. That, oh, my, my, my friends, my girlfriends, you know, they like him. You know. Hey, they like him. Are they going to be there when you're having issues? Are you listening to me? So there are certain decisions that are fundamental. Praise the Lord. If you're going to pursue the call of God, you don't take it lightly. Prayer is result obtaining. The whole point of prayer is to obtain results. So prayer is the means through which we appropriate Bible promises, making dreams become reality. Scripture says you have not because you ask not. Hallelujah. We obtain results. Listen to what scripture says. Acts chapter 6 and verse 4. Acts chapter 6 and verse 4. Scripture says, we will, part B says, we will give ourselves continually to prayer. These are the apostles says, we will give ourselves continually to prayer. Prayer is result obtaining. These apostles knew, you know, the, the, the early church, like we call it, had so much substance because they gave themselves continually to prayer. It teaches us something about the church of Jesus Christ today. The church of today loves excellence. Let me tell you, there is no amount of atmosphere that can replace the presence of God. Are you with me? Ask and it shall be given. There is a level of asking, there is one of seeking, and there is one of knocking. All of them are different levels. He says, whatsoever things you ask in prayer, Matthew chapter 21 and verse 22, whatsoever things you ask in what? Prayer. Believe, then you shall receive them. So everything we ask in prayer, God sometimes meets desires, but when we pray about things, then we cause God to act. Some of you have a desire to have a nice degree. You have a desire to have a nice husband. But have you prayed about that desire? God is saying, bring that desire to God in prayer. There are people here, you desire to have a good house, isn't it? Have you prayed about it? Or all you do is to desire. Oh, I, 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 I. Prayer. Whatsoever you ask in prayer. And then after you ask, he says, believe. Psalms chapter 2 and verse 8. Ask of me and I shall give thee the heathen for thine inheritance and the uttermost parts of the earth for thy possession. I'm showing you how prayer yields results. Zechariah chapter 10 and verse 1. Write it down. The Bible says, ask ye the Lord of the Lord rain in the time of latter rain. We don't have spring in Uganda. But you know, spring 
or, or winter comes in the latter parts of the year. They just finish spring. Spring comes before summer. Spring is usually when the flowers blossom. And then summer is dry. The flowers blossom during the spring. The Lord is saying, ask of me of the latter rain. Because I'm the one that causes rain to fall on each and every grass. Results. How do we ask in prayer? So prayer is how we release biblical promises. Taking them from the pages of the Bible. And from the realm of the spirit. So that we physically experience them. Hallelujah. Prayer is how we pluck the pages of the Bible and make them real in our lives. The Bible was not intended for it to stay in this book. The Bible is intended to work in your life. The scriptures, the promises of God. That's why scripture says the promises of God are yea and amen. In other words, when you believe them, you confess them, then they become real in your life. If you want to experience the, the love of the Father, you have to quote the scriptures. You have to believe the promises and then you start to live them. So the Bible is like a love letter. God is written to us. That's why last week I talked about something. I said when you want to pray effectively, pray the word. The other thing I said he said pray the names of God. He's Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Shammah, Jehovah Elohim. Jehovah Ra, you know, you have to declare the Lord our banner, the Lord my peace. Praise the Lord. If you sense there is no peace in your heart, it is not time to look around for messages that would edify you. Declare the names of God. I'm teaching you how to be effective in your prayer life. God has given you dominion as a believer. You have dominion. Nobody can take it away from you. Are you listening to me? Nobody. Why? Because God, it took the blood of Jesus for your redemption. Ah. When I think, I used to think about that scripture. Let me tell you, everything that is happening to you right now is a result of somebody that prayed for you. But now you have the ability to pray for yourself. This pushes me to pray more. Hallelujah. Prayer. Remember, relationship is the ground for intimacy. And time investment fosters intimacy. When you invest time in any relationship, you become closer to that person that you're spending time with. Are you with me? Prayer restores and reverses the course of nature and life's events. Prayer restores or prayer is restoring and reversing the course of nature and life's events. Let's read Psalms 107 verse 28 to 30. Psalms 107 28 to 30. Bible says, Then they cry unto the Lord in their trouble and he bringeth them out of their distresses. He maketh the storm a calm, so that the waves thereof are still. Then are they glad because they be quiet, so he bringeth them unto their desired heaven. Not heaven, but heaven. 
a haven is a place of refuge, a place of security. Hallelujah. So we see prayer reversing the course of events. He says, you shall call on me in the day of trouble and I will deliver you. Deliverance comes when we call on God through prayer. Prayer has power over life circumstances. It has power over the course of nature. Hallelujah. When the storm was raging, the Lord of the storm was in the boat. What did he say? He prayed and he says, peace be still. Prayer changes the course of nature. It either reverses it or accelerates it. When prayer unites with the purposes of God, it lays itself out to secure those purposes. When you study the life of Abraham, you discover that God told Abraham to go to an unknown land. But wherever Abraham went, watch me, child of God, wherever Abraham went, scripture says he set up an altar. Have you thought about it? He did what? In other words, he knew that if he was going to possess that particular part that the Lord promised him, he had to go deeper in prayer. Jacob, same thing. For Abraham to be called the father of the nations, it came through prayer. Altars, he didn't don't look at altars as just places where they offered sacrifice. The ultimate sacrifice that was put on the altar was prayer. These men sought God. I am calling you back to the place of prayer. Abraham was a strong believer in prayer and one of the greatest intercessors in the Old Testament. We know him as the father of faith. But he earned his title through prayer. Prayer is an expression of your faith. And your faith is released through prayer. Hallelujah. Prayer is an expression of your faith. I mean, today you came to church. Why? Because you believed that God has something for you. God has a portion of a blessing for your life. Hallelujah. When you forsake the place of prayer, you start to wonder. You start to ask questions. You start to look for answers in the very wrong places. Everything becomes bizarre. Everything becomes strange. When you read Genesis 20 verse 17 and 18, there's a story of Abraham and Abimelech. But two significant things I want to pick out from that scripture. Those of you that don't know this story. Number one, Abimelech was sick. He had some sort of leprosy. Number two, the women in his family were barren. Are you listening to me? Because he had taken Sarah, Abraham's wife. Listen to how Abraham prayed. Genesis 20, 17 and 18. The Bible says, So Abraham prayed unto God, and God healed Abimelech and his wife and his maid servants, and they bear children. 
For the Lord had first closed up all the wombs of the house of Abimelech because of Sarah, Abraham's wife. Now listen, Abimelech did the wrong thing. He touched Abraham's wife, Sarah. And a curse came unto him. Abraham went to God in prayer because he had a relationship with God and reversed the curse. Child of God, prayer can reverse things. Hallelujah. Things that probably came into your life because of disobedience. Abimelech was healed and God restored the fruitfulness of the women in his family. Prayer reverses. Somebody say prayer reverses. Prayer restores. Prayer rejuvenates. Prayer revitalizes. The cycle of nature. Praise the Lord. There are certain things that are happening in your life. And they are are in a cycle. There is a season when certain things happen to you in your life. You know it. Exodus 2. Verse 23 and 24. And it came to pass in the process of time. That the king of Egypt died and the children of Israel sighed by reason of the bondage. And they cried out and their cry came up up to heaven by God by reason of the bondage. And God heard their groaning and God remembered his covenant with Abraham, with Isaac and with Jacob. The children of God cried out to God in prayer because of their bondage. Which means that even the next king was going to reign when they are still in what? But scripture says, and they cried out. Somebody say, and they cried out. out. Child of God, I'm calling you to a place of crying out to the Lord on behalf of your family, on behalf of your siblings, on behalf of your friends, on behalf of your business, on behalf of your marriage, on behalf of your family. Hallelujah. Prayer does what? Reverses. The deliverance of the children of Israel began with praying. The genesis of their exodus was due to the praying of the people. Prayer preceded their emancipation. That is always the case. Prayer precedes victory. You don't first win, then you pray. Uh -uh. Prayer is what releases the victory. Let's hold our hands together. Begin to pray. Thank you for listening to Covenant Connection with Pastor Gerald Ravis. Write to us and let us know how this message has impacted your life. You can email us Bethel Covenant Fellowship at gmail.com or visit our Facebook Bethel Covenant Connection and leave us your testimony. We wish you God's best on this journey of faith. God bless you.